Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Said out loud, Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. It's happening. We are coming up. We're growing from grace to grace, faith to faith. Glory to glory. Somebody said out loud, I'm getting stronger. I'm getting stronger. My faith is getting stronger. Hallelujah. Get your Bible. Get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom. Let's release faith to receive today. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing, the grace, the help, the utterance, the eyes, the ears, the heart that can understand Answers today, impartations of your spirit, a supply of your anointing and help that does what no man can do. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Look please in Hebrews, the third chapter. We're continuing on our series that we're calling Overcoming Unbelief. Hebrews 3 And verse 10, the Lord said, I was grieved with that generation. Talking about the generation that he delivered out of Egyptian bondage back in, recorded in Exodus and Numbers and those places. He said, I was grieved with them. And I said, they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. The psalmist said that the children of Israel saw God's acts, A-C-T-S, his acts, but Moses knew his ways. And so there are even a lot lot of situations where people, they believe in God, they are aware of things he has done, his actions, but that doesn't mean you know his ways. If you know something of his ways, you know something of his person and his character, how he does things. What's uh, priority to him and what is not? Uh, What he says is right and and wrong and good and bad. Do you want to know his ways, class? Do you want to, if you know a little bit about it, do you want to know more about his ways? Say it out loud, O Lord, I want to know your ways. Reveal to me your ways. Hallelujah. And so he went on to say, So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Verse 18, To whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. So we see they could not enter in and, and we just, we were reading yesterday, a half that fourth chapter goes on to talk about rest, rest, rest. They couldn't in, enter into what? Into 
the rest uh, of the, the plan and goodness of God, which was to them Canaan's land, the land that flowed with milk and honey, where you'd have houses you didn't build, and wells you didn't dig, and vineyards and orchards. And instead of being property, you would have property. You would own things, and you'd be free, and you'd be secure, and live a good life. Hallelujah. Good life, healthy life, abundant life, free life, all that is summed up in, the, in this word rest. And it's the rest of God. And how, how do you get into this rest? Well, we see how you kept out. Unbelief kept them out. But verse 3 of chapter 4, chapter 4 verse 3 says, For we which have believed do enter into rest. Hallelujah. Said out loud, I'm a believer. And I rest in Him. I trust in Him. I walk by faith. I live by faith. So I live in the rest of God. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Go to 2 Timothy, if you would, please. 2 Timothy, the first chapter. Now, if you say, if you've been watching some of the previous lessons and you say, well, Brother Keith, hadn't you already covered that? Yeah, and I may cover it again another 10 times. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the same passage, same scripture. Uh-huh. Why? Because just because you heard it doesn't mean you've got it. Yes. These are spiritual things. They're not just intellectual things. And, and what we're dealing with here is generational unbelief that has permeated most people's upbringing, including unbelief they got at church, <laughs> unbelief they got from hearing unbelieving preachers preach unbelieving sermons, and don't assume that you've been completely rid of all vestiges of that. And what has to happen before you can get rid of of some of these wrong thinking and believing things, you got to see it. You got to see what it looks like and sounds like. And so uh, here in 2 Timothy, he mentions what we've referred to before, the spirit of fear. He said in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I have seen church signs, signs from churches as you pass by on the highway that said something about a little fear is good or, you know, the little fear will help keep you alive and, and protect you. That's ignoring the word. Now, people, you know, there's all these sayings and there are all these philosophies. And like I said, you can even get unbelief at church if it's not the word that's being preached and taught. But said out loud, God, God did not give me, not give me the, spirit the spirit of fear. We we must decide once and for all that fear is not something I should have in any degree. Whether it's the full-blown panic that's obvious, the paralyzing fear, or mild 
slight dread. <laughs> it's the same ugly stuff, just lesser and greater degrees. Come on, say it out loud again. God, God. did not give me, not give me the, spirit of fear. the spirit of fear. So I don't have to have it. I refuse, I refuse to, fear. to fear. See, not only did God not give me the spirit of fear, how many times did he command his people, don't fear, don't be afraid, fear not. Well, why say that if you're not ever going to be tempted to fear? There'd be no reason or occasion to even say that. And why say don't fear if you couldn't help but fear? Just him saying that and saying it so many times reveals to us, you are going to be assaulted with fear. It's going to come against you. It's going to come on you. And, and uh, people sometimes, you know, they, they talk about, well, you know, uh, dealing with the fear and learning how to live with the fear. No, no, you don't want to accommodate the fear. You don't want to learn how to live with the fear. You want to get rid of the fear. You want to get it out of you, out of you. And, and in order for that to happen, every time it tries to come on you and push against you, you've got to push back. You've got to fight the good fight of faith and, and listen, use one of the most powerful things God ever gave you. Use your mouth. Use your words. When you're tempted to even dread, you just, well, I, and people say, well, I've, been, I've been dreading that. Stop yielding to that. It's time to speak something good over that. Quit saying, I'm dreading it. Pray a prayer and say, God's helping me. Right? God will help me with that. I'm, I'm looking forward to a victory. <laughs> Is that right? Instead of saying, I'm, I'm dreading it. See, dreading means you're expecting problems. But faith expects miracles, provision. Can you say amen? Uh, God didn't give us the spirit of fear. Look with me, if you would, to Deuteronomy, the 20th chapter. And, and learn a valuable lesson here. Uh, maybe at some point we'll go through more, a more comprehensive list of how many times God told his people don't fear. But if you've just done a cursory look at the Bible, you know it's not once, it's not twice, it's not ten times. The Lord said again and again, whether it was directly or whether it was by an angel or whether it was by a prophet Sometimes the very first thing, very first words, fear not. That's not just a greeting. Huh? It's a command. Well, why? Does it matter? Does God do things that are unnecessary, useless, superfluous? Then why would he lead with that? If he can't get you to stop being afraid, you probably won't even hear the rest of what he's got to say to you. Huh? Must less act on it. Because fear is distorts, distracts, confuses, paralyzes, blinds. It's evil, evil stuff. And what the Lord is saying is stop that. Stop it. Shut that down. Quit yielding to that. Rest in me. Trust in me. Now, why lead with that? Now, you're ready for the next part. 
Right? Ready to hear what he's telling you. See what to do. Take the next steps. In Deuteronomy 20, instructions from God uh, through his leader to the people about how to conduct themselves in battle. Deuteronomy 20 and verse 1, he says, When you go out to battle against your enemies, and you see horses and chariots and a people more than you are, more than you, what, what, what do you do? Number one. Number one, what do you do? Number one is what you don't do. Hmm? If you want to be defeated and you do want to die on the battlefield, then go ahead and yield to fear. If you don't want to get delivered, you don't want a miracle, then go ahead and fear. But what is he saying? Don't be afraid of them. Now put yourself in their shoes. You are the son of a slave who's the son of a slave who's the son of a slave. You got no military training. You, you didn't grow up in healthy conditions. <laughs> uh, and here you are and a handful of you and this huge host of highly trained, fully equipped <laughs> warriors and you're going to fight them. Now this is not pushing a button while a missile goes and gets them. <laughs> this is in your face with a blade. But they've been trained for years how to use equipment and they got equipment and you got a dull little sword and a wood something, would you be tempted to be afraid? Sure. Especially, you know, you see what happened when they got to Canaan's land. Giants, not only are they trained warriors, they're three times your size. And you're going hand to hand. You're 160 pounds, they're 500 pounds. Hand to hand combat. Would you be tempted to be afraid? You know you wouldn't. Don't belittle that. Oh, it would hit you hard. But what, what's the word of the Lord? When, when you go out to battle, this is, this is how you do it every time. You go out to battle and God's saying, I don't care if it's a giant host way bigger than you. Number one, do not be afraid. Somebody say number one. Number one. Don't, be afraid. Don't, be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You got bills coming to you. Hmm? Been laid off. This is, this is coming. This is coming. This is coming. What are you going to do? Help me out. What are you, you going to do? Number one. Don't be afraid. Somebody say, don't be afraid. Don't, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You just went in, you've had some symptoms and problems, and, and you went in for tests, and, and they, they, they say, uh, sit down. And we've got some really bad news for you. Sorry, but you've been, you know, you're diagnosed with this terminal disease, this incurable disease. What do you do? Come on, help me out. What do you do? Number one. What, now, now here, here's the thing. Do you want to get worse and die like everybody else? Then you got to do something different. Right? I said, you got to, what do most people do with news like that? 
they, they fall apart. Is that right? Yeah. They get depressed. A lot of people will go back to the house and drink, get drunk, smoke dope, whatever, disconnect from everybody, or just cry and feel sorry for themselves, and on and on it goes, and, and get worse and die. If you don't want that to happen to you, you have to do something differently. Right? If you want a different outcome, you've got to do something different. What do you do? Number one, I think y'all are getting this. Number one, what? Number one, don't be afraid. Everybody said number one. Number one. Number one in, talk, in talking about your response to a problem, to a bad report. What's the first thing you do? It's what you don't do. I cannot let fear. Why would this be such a big deal? Because fear can cause you not to get your miracle. That's why it's first. If you don't get this dealt with, you, you can be in trouble. And notice how serious this is. Be not afraid of them. I'm talking about horses, chariots, that's more than you. For the Lord your God is with you. That's why you don't have to be afraid. Huh? Because of who's with me. Yeah, but they got, they got tanks and they got, uh, uh, you know, rocket launchers and they got, yeah, I got Jehovah. Yeah. It's with me. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but we got, yeah, but have you seen Jehovah? <laughs> One of his angels took out 185,000 of the Assyrians. One. And he's called the Lord of hosts. That means he has hosts, big armies of angels. And if he's with you and he's for you, nobody even begins to compare to his size and power and wisdom. And if he told you, I'm with you, I'll take care of you. I've got this. What should you do? Rest yourself. Is that right? Somebody say, rest yourself, rest yourself. on his words. Rest yourself on his words. He said, verse 2, it'll be when you're come near to the battle and the priest shall approach and speak to the people. Now here, you, you've left the house. You have arrived at the scene of the battle. Next thing that happens is yelling and swinging and blood. And he said, before that, the priest is going to approach and speak to the people. And here's what he's going to say. He said, hear, O Israel, you approach this day unto battle against your enemies. Don't let your hearts faint. Fear not, do not tremble, neither be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he that goes with you to fight for you against your enemies and to save you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's the main thing you need to know? You're right about to go into battle. They outnumber you terribly. They're out-trained, they're out-equipped, they outnumber you ten to one. What's the main thing you need to know? I got to remember how to use that sword. What was that technique? And, and I got I to remember my shield. I got to remember, you know, cover yourself up. I got to No, no, no. It's kind of late for that anyway. You, you, what's the number one thing? You know, the only way you coming out of this alive, much less winning, is with God helping you. Is that right? You are outnumbered. You are outgunned. You are out everything. The only thing you got going for you, but this is a big one, 
God is with you. I said he's with you. And the thing you got to remember about God being with you and him being able to help you is that you cannot fear. Most of the church hadn't got this. Are y'all with me, class? If you want God to help you, you cannot fear. And if you say, well, everybody fears. Yeah, the world's full of it. And the world's also full of pain and no results. If you want something different, you got to do something different. And so what's the priest going to say? I mean, the next thing that happens is life and death. What's the most important thing we need to hear? As previously mentioned, before you left the house, right? What? Do not be afraid. Don't faint. Don't fear. Don't tremble. Don't be terrified because of them. Quit thinking about them. Think about God. He's with you. He's going with you and he is going to fight for you against your enemies and he is going to save you. That's what you look at. That's what you think about. That's what you put in your mouth. Somebody says, yeah, but how many, you know, chariots do they have? You say, hush, we got God with us. This is what we go by. God is with us. He is going to fight for us. He's going to save us. You put that in your mouth. What do you do? God's with me. He's going to fight for me. He's going to save me. God's with me. He's going to fight for me. He's going to save me. This is how you battle fear. You resist it and it's how you keep it out of you. You got to get full of something else so that there's no room for the fear. Are y'all with me class? You can't just be a vacuum and a void. And it doesn't work to just say, you know, you keep looking at the armies coming and go, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Really, don't be afraid. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh, no. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. How many chariots are there? Don't be afraid. It doesn't work. Why? Because you're looking at, you're focused on, you're feeding the fear. So the fear is going to stay and get stronger. So he, he's given them what they need to combat the fear. Number one, resist the fear. Don't, don't, don't fear. Don't faint. Don't tremble. Don't be terrified. Somebody say don't. Don't, don't yield to it. What else? What do, what do I do instead of that? Instead of the fear, what do I do? How does faith come? Come on, help me out. How, how does faith come? It comes by hearing. Hearing what? What did God say? He just reminded you. God's with you. God's going to fight for you. God's going to save you. Hallelujah. So what are you doing? You're actually, you start prophesying. What do you, what, what's going, how's this battle going to turn out? God's going to fight for us. And God's going to save us. Huh? Yeah, what are you going by? What he said. He said, don't be afraid. Why? Why? How can I not be afraid? Because he's with me. And he told me he will fight for me and he will save me. Hallelujah. How am I going to come out? Am I going to make it through this battle? Yeah, I am because God's with me. And because he's going to fight for me and he's going to save me. Would this apply today? Is he the same God today? Huh? Sit out loud. God's with me. He will fight for me. He will save me. Hallelujah. Now look how serious this is. Look how serious this is. Skip down to verse 8. 
He, he, he covered another couple of things. But in verse 8, this is before. Now they're already outnumbered. But listen to what else he says. He says, the officers will speak further to the people. And if after all this they'll say, what man is there among you that's fearful and faint-hearted? Now they're wanting a response. They're wanting a show of hands. Okay, who, uh, anybody here, you're faint-hearted and you're full of fear? People go, hmm. He says, all right, you go home. You're already outnumbered. Are we going to send people home? Let him go and return to his house. No, you leave. You go on back home. You would think, we need every able body we can get. What do you mean letting people go home? Because quality is more important than quantity. Huh? And because fear is contagious. Read the rest of this. Lest his brethren's heart faint as well as his heart. This is so serious that even if you're way outnumbered, you're better off not having any fear around you. You're better off having half the number but all faith. Come on, can you see that? That's how serious fear is. That you must not allow it around you. You must not stay hooked to it. Somebody said out loud, I refuse to fear. And I don't join fear. I don't fellowship with fear. Hallelujah. Well, there's so much more to say about this, but our, our time is up already. Again, said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I am strong in faith, giving glory to God. Come back next time. We'll learn more about this in Faith School. Sure enjoyed being with you again this week. At the end of every week, I like to speak over, speak increase over all our partners. Many of you have been partners with us for some time. You help us send this broadcast uh, all over the world. Uh, and we have a right then to believe with you for your needs to be met. We're talking about fear uh, this week. And, um, uh, you know, Jesus, when he sent his disciples out and they came back and he said, when I sent you without some extra, did you lack anything? They said, nothing. God is the faithful God who will supply all of our needs if we won't yield to fear and panic. Father, I speak over our partners and I speak over everybody joined to us financially and in faith and in prayer. And we call every need met. We call every bill paid. We resist fear. We say fear concerning our finances, fear concerning our life. Get out of here. In Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, that the God who has kept us all our life will keep us the rest of our life, and we will not lack. We will not want. The Lord, say it out loud with me, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I shall not want. Hallelujah. That's how it is. That's how it'll be. We love you. We're hooked with you. Good things are happening in your life. We'll see you soon back here at Faith School. I've got good.
Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.